Greetings and welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast from Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church, and we're located in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This podcast deals with the intricacies of planning worship each week. I'm Cynthia Wilson, Worship Executive and Director of Liturgical Resources. I'm Derek Weber, Director of Preaching Ministries. And I'm Diana Sanchez-Bouchon, Director of Music Ministries. And during these unprecedented days of physical distancing and leading online worship, our team has endeavored to provide conversations that share the challenges of producing online worship and finding ways to help those worshiping with us to stay engaged and to feel connected even from a distance. In today's episode, the team is going to discuss the worship series we've planned for 2021. This is year B of the Common Lectionary. Now you will note that uh, some worship series last for a season, while some longer seasons are broken up into several smaller series. There are also standalone Sundays for those special Sundays where we feel they're best served as a single focus. We want to talk a little bit with you about what's offered in each of the series. So Diana, would you say a word to us about what our listeners can expect in the seasons to come? Sure, I would love to. Yeah, so when people go to our Discipleship Ministries website and look for worship planning resources, that's when they will come to the pages that we have on a specific series. And right now we have two series up on our website, one which is a series we're currently in and one that's coming up, the next one that's coming up starting in January. Um, and what's really wonderful is how the resources that we provide has grown over time. And we employ a, a lot of different people to help fill out each of the series. So it's not just our voices, but it's the voices of other people, some in the agency, but also some that are out in the field that help provide some of the resources that then we can uh, pair with a worship series. If you look at our website, you'll see that the first thing is, is a, a channel on planning worship, and it gives you just kind of the overall theme. Underneath that is preaching notes. And so here, Derek um, Weber, our preaching uh, ministry director, gives some very specific views and ideas and thoughts about how to preach in this worship series, what things um, can be lifted up. And it's a great starter for, for pastors who are preaching in the series. Underneath that, we have liturgical resources. And this can be a whole variety of things. Sometimes it can be a prayer that is related to that theme or that scripture. It can be a litany. Um, it can be um, just a, a, a variety of things, a, a creed that, again, is, is would be really uh, well suited to that worship series. Underneath that, we have another uh, additional liturgical resource channel. And this is new. This is, again, as I was saying, this grows over time and develops into uh, other things that uh, as we work with different people and different voices, 
the additional liturgical resources come from um, those voices uh, that we are working with uh, for the Africana Worship Project. And I don't know if, uh, um, Cynthia, you want to say a little bit about what they would find in that in that resource pocket there? Well, I think that we're all pretty excited about that particular resource, mainly because it's coming to us from the voices of centennial and millennial uh, young people. And it's really exciting to hear how it is that they are perceiving ways to pray, ways to actually say uh, how they are feeling about what's going on in the world in their particular context and really uh, intertwining that with what the, the scripture is saying within that particular season. Intriguing. We're really blessed to have in leadership for that project, Dr. Sophia Fasua, who was also at one time a part of this staff. She is now working with us again, but with that particular project. Uh, and I'm just loving the ways in which she's leading and guiding these young voices to say to us uh, for such a time as this, how it is that they are perceiving the word of God within the world and all that's going on. I, I love might, that. Oh, go ahead, Derek. Well, I was just going to say, I might also point out that the difference between the two tabs, the liturgical resources, the first tab is keyed very much into the chosen scripture for the day. Mm-hmm. The additional ones, as Cynthia was describing them from the Africana Project, are more general to the day, may or may not connect to the specific scripture, may use a different scripture from that, or may connect with a, a broader theme. So it's a way of opening up yeah. beyond just the specifics of the text that, that we chose to highlight for the theme. Right. Now, friends, you, you probably have noted that the, the resources that we've uh, offered to you uh, on the website have really largely focused on uh, the liturgical year, you will see in 2021 uh, ways in which we will encourage you to not only focus on the biblical text, but the context in which you find yourself uh, and find ways that uh, that will help your congregation hear uh, the ways in which the two are married, the ways in which they are intertwined. So we really want to encourage you to watch uh, the, some of the samples of uh, how we are suggesting suggesting you might do that. Excellent. Um, uh, so some more resources you'll, that you'll find with each series uh, is the hymn suggestions. So we take all the hymnals that and songbooks that we currently have in the United Methodist Church, and even a couple more than that, and we. Um, uh, highlight those hymns. This is using a database that was built several years ago for us, and we keep um, making it new with the newer thing, newer resources that we um, develop. And so it, that database helps us identify those hymns and songs that relate to the scriptures for that day, those four different scriptures that we have for every Sunday. So that's a great place to go look for hymns for the choir, uh, for the congregation, but I always looked at at the suggested hymns and songs as um, fodder for uh, what anthems I was going to use or what solos I might be able to to, uh, uh, have one of my choir members sing. 
because um, it, it just gives you a lot of information that way. Um, underneath that, we have also music resources. And music resources deals with, um, uh, and I generally write this part, deals with um, how do you lift up some of the special songs or, or uh, hymns that relate specifically to that worship series? And how can you use those to help tie all of the Sundays of a series together? I'm always looking at that because I know music is the entrance for many of our people to, to the understanding of the, the Bible, to the understanding of theology and history, all those things together. So if there's a song or a hymn that you can use every week, maybe in a different place each week, uh, or maybe it's in the same place as a call to worship or whatever. Um, but that song ties that whole series together. Liturgical resources often function that same way. Dana, um, Dana would you um, say a word about the um, history of hymns? That might be a helpful resource as well. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we also have on our website a, a wealth of resources around hymns and songs. And our editor for this is Michael Hahn. He's a retired professor from um, SMU, from Perkins School of Theology. And he um, he writes many of these, but he also is the editor and has other writers um, contribute to this whole collection of um, the history of hymns, historical and uh, biblical and theological um, understandings of each of the hymns. I know Cynthia and I have written things that are um, have written articles for one or two of the hymns that were given to us to write. But yes, go there and uh, read. That's one of our most visited pages yeah. on our website is a history of hymns yeah. and read up on a hymn that you might be using, especially if you're going to be using it for uh, tying in together several Sundays uh, a series. But it's also good to, to put in your bulletin or to um, talk about before a worship service, give that information. So history of hymns, be sure you look at look that up. And we also I'm sorry, Diana. It's okay. Go ahead. My friends, if you happen to be listening and you are one of the worship leaders in song, we really encourage you to uh, share that information with your congregations, especially those of you who are worshiping online. Uh, it will help tremendously those who are participating in worship from a distance uh, to really become more engaged with what is happening as the congregation actually functions as a choir during these <laughs> COVID days. Well, and as we've talked about how we can't sing together right now, we can spend our time learning more about the hymns that we are um, using in our worship services. Even if we have to sing alone, um, or it feels like we're singing alone, we can have a greater understanding of these songs and hymns and how and why they get chosen and why they're in in a specific Sunday Sunday worship service. Mm -hmm. So yes, this is great to share with our our congregations. And so let me finish up just the, the other resources that we have on the website for each Sunday for each series. We also have small group resources, children's lessons, youth lessons, 
the offertory prayers for each Sunday and also graphics that you can download, graphics that you can use for social media, also for your bulletin, also for a PowerPoint. Um, and, you know, graphics are a wonderful way, again, to tie things together. Um, and 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 if you don't like the, uh, to use other people's graphics, it gives you an idea of how to create your own graphics using your sanctuary or your property. Maybe you have a prayer garden. You can have a graphic about that. But I, for me, I know when I do worship planning, the more I can get ideas from different things, it, it really helps uh, me to then be able to uh, think about my congregation and what is going to touch them and help them experience the story of God in worship. So now so, I think we're, yes, go ahead, Derek. I was just going to jump in there <laughs> and, and give a little break from all the music conversation. That you love so much. That I do love so much. Music, music is so important to worship, but I believe also preaching is too, or, and liturgy and all of it kind of blends together there. So, so we thought it'd be good to just kind of overview some of the series that are coming up as Diana mentioned, uh, the first series of 2021 is actually on the website already, um, and it's called Follow Me. And, and you can call this an epiphany series, or you can call it the ordinary time series. Technically, epiphany is just the one day, January 6th. And we sometimes have the first Sunday closest to that that we call Epiphany Sunday. And then after that, it is it is the Sundays after the Epiphany. So Epiphany is a, a short term thing, but it but we often talk about the season of, of Epiphany. But follow me is is an opportunity for us to experience how we as the church lean into who Jesus Christ is and was and will be for us in the midst of that. Now, let me explain uh, something that, that we've mentioned before, but I want to make sure that we understand. As Diana mentioned in describing some of the resources that we have available, each Sunday of the liturgical year on the, the lectionary calendar, there are four scriptures that are chosen. Now, what we don't necessarily write um, preaching notes or planning notes on all four. We select usually one. Sometimes we'll do a, a duet and blend two of them together. And so we focus on that. And we believe that helps us have a, a series that that is a thread that goes throughout however long the series is. Um, and we can focus more more tightly. For example, the, the ordinary time series, the January series, um, is focused around the gospel readings uh, of the text, most of which are Mark. Uh, although we have to throw in a John every now and then just to keep you on your toes. Uh, so the preaching notes are written around those and not the other lessons. So should you want to blend lessons, you're going to need to add to, to that. Um, but remember, we're in the first part of liturgical year, which begins in Advent uh, and goes to Pentecost. And the first part of the liturgical year is the story of Jesus. The second part, which begins with Pentecost and then goes on through that long season after Pentecost, is the story of the church. Now, that doesn't mean you can't talk about the church in the first part or you can't talk about Jesus in the second part. What it means is, is that's the, the guiding focus of that. So we're in Jesus' story now. And Jesus announced, follow me. Jesus didn't say 
very often believe in me. He said, follow me. It's a doing. It's an active kind of thing. So this series is about how do we follow? What does it mean to follow? And we provide these resources that help you think about in your context, how are you going to do that? How is your church in your setting, in your community going to follow Jesus actively? Um, so we walk through the different themes of that based on the, the scripture text, again, mostly from Mark, asking the questions that the people in the stories ask, but bringing them to us, giving the responses that the people in the stories gave, but also they're now our responses. So the idea is that what we provide, all these things that, that Diana walked us through so well, they're seeds that you then take and plant in your garden to grow the way you want to grow. It could be that churches in neighboring areas or neighboring towns are using the same series. But if you go to each of those, you'll find they'll be very different. And that's the goal behind what we do, that you create something that is uniquely you. We don't provide a, a plug and play package that you just read through all of this or, or make your selections. We give you things to think about and consider as you create your unique uh, contextualized worship experience. So the, the first series, Follow Me, begins on the first Sunday uh, of the series, which is actually not the first Sunday of, um, of the year, because we began with the baptism Sunday. We combined Epiphany and Baptism of the Lord on the January 10th of 2021. Uh, we thought those two themes could, could meld together well uh, to launch us then into the season that follows there. So beginning on January 10th and then ending on February 14th, which is Transfiguration Sunday. Also, oddly, Valentine's Day. I don't know what you want to do with that. Um, but Celebrate that's, Valentine's Day. Yeah, well, there, oh, well, there's that too, of course. Uh, we should have put that in. That should be on the United Methodist calendar. With Cynthia's birthday. But it is with Transfiguration, which is that hinge kind of Sunday that then leads us into the season of Lent. So like, like we said a number of times already, that's on the website. You can go look at that and see all those pieces there. In production, and will appear on the website coming soon, is the Lenten series, which we titled Rend Your Hearts. Lent is about this preparation to go to the depths that Christ is willing to go for us and with us in that. So the rending of your hearts is you're opening yourself up to that experience digging down into who you are, mm -hmm. you individually, you as a congregation, you, us as the body of Christ as a whole, and asking the questions, how are we measuring up? How are we, how are we following Christ? What does it look like? And, and so here again, we, we turn to the scripture text, and this time, oddly enough for Lent, we chose the Old Testament, the, the Hebrew scriptures as the guiding thoughts that lead us there starting on Ash Wednesday with the Joel passage. Um, and then the Sundays in Lent are from Genesis and Exodus and Numbers. And then we throw in Jeremiah there at the end. Uh, those are the, the guiding texts that dig us down into our story, Christ's story, but the story of the whole people of God as well. And, and our hope is that this will be deep enough to provide the content that people need in order to experience and prepare themselves for the passion of Christ and then the resurrection on Easter Sunday. Now, this year, we included Palm 
slash Passion Sunday as a part of the series. But many churches will take it out and, and deal with it as a standalone kind of service. Um, so that's completely up to you. But we've given some guiding thoughts as to how it might connect with the overall themes of rending your heart. Mm. There's, a, there's a subtitle to this theme called Claiming the Promise. So we don't rend our hearts just as a self-hating kind of process. Oh, I'm a terrible person. But we rend our hearts so that we can receive all that Jesus, all that Christ has to offer to us mm -hmm. to make us the whole people that we are. Mm -hmm. Which means that even though it's the season of Lent and a lot of the music is minor key to, to give us that heaviness of that, there's also a sense of hope even mm -hmm. in this season of Lent. And, and we try to... to hold those two things in tension as, as we walk through this season. It, it makes me think about um, the Psalm 51, you know, um, a broken heart. Um, God does not despise rending your heart so that you make right. room for something new. Mm -hmm. And I love how in, uh, as you were mentioning, the Palm Passion Sunday um, has goes of course to the new Testament. Um, using the gospel of Mark, but it also still has the, the scripture reading from Isaiah. So you still have the prophet in there. Um, on Monday, Thursday, again, you've got the um, gospel of John reading, but it's paired with Exodus. And then Good Friday, you also have the gospel of John back to Isaiah. So it's, it's continuing to thread those two together. And I think that's a beautiful way of, of helping us remember the whole story. Right. Yeah, we stand in this long tradition and, and Christ is revealed, as Martin Luther always said, Christ is revealed on every page. Uh, and sometimes we need the special ability to see that presence even in the, the Hebrew scripture. But it also stands alone uh, as its own story. And, and we learn something of the people of God, of the Jewish faith through that. Not that we're trying to become Jewish and we don't, we don't advocate a Passover uh, experience unless we do it with a Jewish community. Um, but we can reflect, we can look back at, at what's, um, what has happened, what's been going on in, in the Old Testament text with that. So, so yeah, so Holy Week, we then do the blending of the new, uh, the gospel readings and the Hebrew scripture readings uh, that are there. Now, friends, we want you to know that um, we, we really would love to create full-blown worship services that you can just take and use in your various places. But our, our uh, efforts are uh, to give you some ideas of how it is that you will intertwine musics and liturgies and uh, sermonic ideas in your special place of worship. And we hope that what we are offering as ideas is helpful to you, particularly during the high holy seasons, Epiphany, Ordinary Time, Land, Holy Week, Easter, etc. We are really hoping that these uh, ideas, these graphics, uh, the lessons, the, uh, the ways in which we encourage our people to sing, we hope that these ideas are really useful to you um, we are especially hoping to give you uh, some help with your online worship uh, series and, and events. So if there's something special 
that you are needing or some particular event that you have uh, coming up and you're needing some help with, feel free to reach out to us and uh, we will be happy to take the time uh, to, to offer you some ways in which uh, you might enhance whatever that particular piece uh, is that you're developing. One of, one of the things that, that I always talk to preachers about when, whenever I teach preaching or, or lead preaching workshops is we don't preach somebody else's sermon. Right. We don't we don't take the words that somebody else has written and try to preach them from our pulpits, because that's not just, you know, set aside the, the plagiarism uh, issues there. But it's it's cheating our own people of the of the experience of what's going on in our place. So so what Cynthia is saying is that is that you've got to create a worship service that speaks to your context. We can't we can't do that. We can't give you your service. We can give you ideas and even individual help, should you ask that, as, as Cynthia just mentioned. Reach out. We'll be happy to work with you individually on, on a specific service. Uh, but, but in the end, you're the one that lives there. You are the expert in your space. We are not experts of, of your context. And so it is there that, that you then take what we offer and grow what is the beautiful garden, the beautiful flower uh, that will produce uh, an experience that the people in that context will will grow from and le lean into and become the body of Christ even more. Yes. As Diana began our time today with uh, ideas that uh, flow through every worship experience, uh, we simply today wanted uh, to remind you of how it is that our, our website functions and how it is that we attempt to give you ways in which you can craft, design, organize your worship services and all and help them to always be fresh and new and relevant for where you are finding yourself in ministry these days. 2021, who knows what it has in store for us. Uh, but Good yeah, things. Yes, yes. <laughs> Got and, to be. All, and, and really, we really want to encourage you to find what those good things are mm -hmm. and talk about them as well. I recognize the, the, the joys that we can find. They're little morsels that we can find to help in, keep our congregations and our communities encouraged during the tenuous and contentious times. Again, we want to remind you that um, th that we, we, we really have a marvelous um, hope that you will continue to uh, join us in this podcast. Uh, Derek has, has really uh, provided for us some amazing uh, ways in which the scripture will come alive uh, during this season of Epiphany and during the season of, as we look at the baptism of our Lord and as we move forward. Um, Derek, what, what else? What, what's the next season? What's following Epiphany and the baptism of our Lord? What do you have in store for us? Well, we walk through the Lenten series, which would be the one right after um, the Ordinary Time series. The Follow Me series begins the year. And then the rending your hearts was lent. Um, and but then we have Easter, which is what we're working on right now to be posted fairly soon. And that's the living the resurrection. That's that's the enthusiasm. What 
we're trying to carry the, the passion and power of Easter through the whole Eastertide season. So it's a seven-week series. Now, you can break it up. We I discuss in, in what we'll be presenting different ways to break it up into smaller series within that larger. But the idea is, is that this Easter thing isn't just a one-day thing. It's now a way of life. It becomes an ongoing experience of that. And we yes. and we talk about how we can live into that that hope and that promise uh, that's there. I'm I'm excited about the Easter series, Living the Resurrection, um, because I think it is what the church needs at this point. In fact, what the world needs, the world yes. needs to see the church living the resurrection to say that there is hope after all that we've been through, uh, that this isn't the end of our faith it isn't the end of our our body it is it is just the beginning of something new and what yeah. that new thing is we don't know yet but but with Christ all things are possible and so we will we will be something great and and powerful and i think that's the message of our, our the easter tide series that we're creating right now amen Amen. Let me yes. let me also quickly do some previews of coming attractions. The other thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to enhance what we're doing by bringing in other voices, other voices from different contexts who will add to the preaching notes and the liturgical notes and the musical notes from their specific context, from the Africana context, the Hispanic context, the Asian context, who will come and, and say, in our culture, here's how we approach these things, or here's how we might interpret these things. So we're we're adding to uh, what we're trying to do there. And if your context is a little different uh, than ours, then we're hoping to be able to speak to that. The other preview that's in the works uh, is some series that are not necessarily liturgical uh, calendar based, but are based around themes or issues and and we're just at the beginning of, of determining what those are, but hopefully we'll be creating some things. So, so there'll be other resources and different avenues that you can take in the in the coming months ahead. Well, and I think we're still early in that process that we can ask our listeners to send us an email to contact us and let us know what what series would you like to hear? Um, what you know, what theme or topic can we create into a a three or four week worship series. So it would be interesting to hear what you all have in mind and that we might be able to run with. And, and before we, we finish this uh, time with you, we also want to encourage you uh, that if you have a prayer on your heart that you have written, a litany, or just something uh, that offers a word of hope that you would want to share with us, we really do look forward to hearing from you. Uh, some of those prayers have been posted on our website, particularly as it relates to this COVID dilemma. If there is something that you have prayed uh, that you would want to share with the rest of the church, we'd be happy to receive it. We want to thank you for joining us today. And we really hope that this has been helpful to you. Remember now that you can find more information at our website, which is umcdiscipleship.org. Let me say that again, umcdiscipleship.org. And please tell us what you think. Uh, send us an email. Send us a word that helps us to know what it is that you're needing and how these words are helping. 
your ministry. Until next time, we'll be praying for you and with you and your congregations. May God continue to bless your worship ministries in this new year as you make disciples for the transformation of the world. This podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.